You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network for Sunday, May 2nd. Ian Cameron, we have Alex B. Smith rejoining us this weekend. We're so happy to have him back. You can't be returned on yesterday's show uh, and we have Devin Didiometti, uh, who's been on the show a couple of times as a special guest. He's back. Deeds with us once again uh, on this Sunday edition. Uh, we thank him for joining us. And we thank Melissa Cunningham yesterday for joining us for the first time uh, on the show as a special guest. She did a great job with her picks, her best bet one with the Edmonton Oilers last night uh, against the Calgary Flames. Uh, with that in mind, uh, we will briefly look back at last night. Edmonton's win against Calgary, very impressive bounce back from the Oilers. It pretty much seals the deal for Calgary. Douse those flames. Pour a big old bucket of water on them and douse them because they're pretty much done uh, at this point in time when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, that's a loss they couldn't afford, especially seeing Montreal come back to beat Ottawa uh, earlier in the evening. So all of a sudden, I think it's pretty much done now uh, for the Calgary Flames as far as the playoffs go. Toronto takes care of business against uh, Vancouver. And as if things couldn't get worse for Vancouver, COVID issues You've got all kinds of, uh, you know, players are fatigued, players are gassed. They're physically, mentally, emotionally beaten up, the coaches. And then you have to deal with Jake Vertan and sexual misconduct allegations now on top of that. So it's just one thing after another for the Vancouver Canucks. Nightmare season just continues to get worse uh, for them. Uh, really uh, unfortunate to see that. Uh, we saw a couple other uh, results last night. Uh, we saw the uh, Florida Panthers continue to get the job done with a win against Alex's Blackhawks uh, last night. Pittsburgh, very impressive win against Washington. They take back-to-back against the Capitals. Penguins playing really good hockey. Uh, we uh, we saw, of course, Detroit with the big upset of the day, shootout victory uh, against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Great performance in net uh, by Thomas Grice uh, in that uh, win for the, uh, uh, for the uh, Detroit Red Wings uh, in that game. 
Nashville, huge win for them against Dallas, the team that is chasing them for that final spot. They win in overtime. Minnesota, a, a, an incredible, or sorry, yeah, a great comeback for them against St. Louis. Uh, they were down 3-1. They tie it late, and then they win in overtime, 4-3. They finally get the monkey off their back. Terry Edelman, I'm sure you're relieved uh, that Minnesota finally beat the St. Louis Blues last night. So a big win for Minnesota as they try to keep pace with Colorado and Vegas, uh, who both uh, won their games last night as well. So as that battle for first continues. Uh, we'll start with our special guest here, Devin. Last night, uh, hockey thoughts of what we saw on the uh, Saturday slate. I'm not going to lie, boys. Uh, both my little guys were keeping me pretty busy last night, so I uh, <laughs> I wasn't glued to the TV like I should have been. But uh, watching the highlights this morning, um, you know, it, it looked like there was a couple interesting games, uh, some nice goals around the league. Um, you know, I, I was surprised uh, that Tampa Bay lost last night, having so much to play for in, in terms of trying to secure home ice advantage. I thought for sure they'd win. Like you said, um, Calgary is all but done now, in, in, in my opinion. Um, I, I'm really liking this Carolina team. I think they're a team that could make some noise come playoff times. But uh, as far as going into depth on any games, uh, I, I can't give too much insight. I, I'm not going to try to lie my way through that one, fellas. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Hey, it's, like you say, when you got kids, and I wouldn't know the first thing about that. And I probably won't know about that for a long time to come. But definitely, I, I get it uh, 100%. Um, and let's give Alex a credit, and we'll get his thoughts on Saturday. You mentioned Carolina, how you think they're a good team. Alex's best bet, man, uh, that was an incredible uh, call last night. Columbus, Carolina, he took the draw, uh, Devin, as his best bet. Plus 425 uh, was the price on that. And the game does go to overtime. And, of course, Carolina wins it uh, in overtime. And that plus 425 cashes in for Alex's best bet on the Blue Jackets-Hurricanes draw. Well done, Alex. Well played. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, the the writing was on the wall with that one. You, you had a you know Columbus team. They've now gone three straight games going into OT. I uh, mean, you mentioned it where they they're not rolling over and playing dead. I mean, they're eliminated, but they want to you know play the string out these last few games. And uh, you know, obviously, you know, we're more likely going to see a new coach there next season. So guys know that they're kind of playing for their jobs. Either playing, you know, uh, I always say if if they're not playing to secure their job with that team then they're playing to, you know, make sure that they get picked up somewhere else and can get a good contract, uh, you know, over the summer. So uh, these games are important for the, for those players and, and just, just for, you know, pride alone. And so that's something you have to look for with these last week uh, sort of games. And, you know, some teams that are just going to mail it in. Uh, it seemed like that's the case last night with the Rangers. Uh, you know, they just, just were just lifeless in that 3 nothing loss. And, of course, the Islanders finally clinching their playoff spot. And we talked about how dynamite they've been at home all season long. But, uh, you know, some of these other teams, you know, maybe they'll fight late. Maybe they won't. We'll have to kind of read between the lines and, and see what's going to happen with that. But uh, like I said, that game, another overtime uh, a draw pick that I gave out was Dallas-Nashville. And that one, I was, I was stunned to see that one go uh, just a, a one nothing game. We had two one nothing overtime games between Tampa Bay-Detroit uh, and Dallas-Nashville, two games that I thought we would see. Uh, a lot more, you know, not exactly high-scoring games, but I thought we'd see some scoring early uh, in those contests and, and and just a little bit more uh, offensive energy. So that Dallas Nashville, obviously, that's big because those two teams are still fighting for that fourth spot. And uh, those are really the only races, the Central uh, and the West, are the only playoff spots that the, those final, uh, that fourth spot. Those are the only two that still really have two or three teams battling. Everything else is just a matter of uh, time. You know, like you said, Calgary's pretty much done. 
the East is pretty much settled. It's just a matter of who's going to, you know, shake out where any of those four teams right now could end up winning the division or falling forth. So we got, I think we're going to see a lot of, and that's the thing I talked about, you know, those close games. That's where you want to look at that draw prop because uh, teams just want to get points. You don't want to be a team, uh, you know, in that top four and, and walk away from a game, not getting a point in the standings. You want to get at least one. So you see those games, you know, tied close. Uh, they're not going to risk giving up a goal. They're going to just play it safe and take their shot in overtime. Yeah, exactly. We've talked about it. It's tough to lay puck lines with favorites right now uh, because everybody's trying to get points. You have these tight, competitive one-goal games, and that's not good if you're laying minus one-and-a-half goals. No question about that. Before we get into today's game, today's show is going to be different. We have just the one game today, Tampa Bay-Detroit. We'll all talk about that. We'll also go into Monday's card. But I'm not saying a thing about Monday's card because I'll be back on the show with Jimmy tomorrow uh, on Monday's show. And that's when I'll talk about Monday's games. But we'll let Alex give his early thoughts on Monday's games because he won't be with us tomorrow. And, of course, Devin as well uh, to talk about the uh, Monday games uh, that take place tomorrow because it's another huge card uh, in the NHL uh, tomorrow. Uh, So Alex and Devin will talk about that. Before we do all that, though, I want to mention Devin, our special guest, Deeds, his prowess with European hockey. Uh, overseas he is a guy that will bet european hockey hell he bets asian hockey leagues as well he told me so he will he finds an edge he finds an advantage uh, he will get involved with that now i want to ask him though the premise like obviously alex and i as handicappers we look at matchups we look at stats we look at injuries we look at head-to-head we look at current form all this stuff are you basing all your bets overseas and all these different hockey leagues on matchups and injuries and stats and current form and all that or are you getting some extra special intel like oh this team has been out partying drunk as a skunk at the bar the night before oh this team has given up on their coach they're trying to get his ass fired uh, and they basically are mailing it in right now and trying to get a shake-up going what exactly are you using to get these uh good wagers that you keep telling me that hey you ride with me with your uh these hockey bets you're gonna do well that's what you keep telling me (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so uh, hopefully I didn't jinx myself and you for that matter. So, uh, but yeah, having having not played this last season due to COVID, uh, I, I followed European quite um, you know frequently, I guess you would say, and and with that, I I started to make more bets on the European side of things. Um, having played in various leagues over there, um, I, I know how the leagues work. I know that there's about three or four teams in every league that have a mass amount of money more than the other teams so for the most part those teams at home they're they're as good as locks um when it comes to betting uh the the thing is sometimes those teams will start out slow um at the start of the year and and you can get a a a favorite you know a a top money team playing at home and and paying you out you know 220 or something like that um it's incredible i don't know if the uh the odd makers don't pay as much attention to your European hockey because it's not as um, uh, televised or it's it's not as popular. So there's definitely odds to be made over there as well as, um, you know, I guess, having the inside scoop. Uh, I mean, I've, I've played with a, a number of guys over there and, and chat with them quite frequently and, and sometimes get the inside scoop. You know, maybe we were out at the bar last night or, you know, uh, this team's playing really well. You should bet them, stuff like that. So, um there's definitely a, a, a lot of things to consider with the European game, but in terms of um, teams, there, it's not like the NHL. So there's no salary cap. You can you can have one team that has you know a a, a pro or a, a spending margin that's 
you know, millions of dollars more than, than the bottom end team. And uh, it, it kind of varies in that. So once you find those teams and, and kind of know where all the money's at and, and when to play them and when not to play them, um, it, you can benefit big time. I, I find I have more success betting the European game than I do the NHL game. I feel with NHL, um, you know, betting frequently and, and betting on a, a night-to-night basis is pretty tough just because um, – the leagues are anyone can win on any night. I mean, as as we saw last night, Detroit beats Tampa Bay. Detroit doesn't have a hope in hell to make playoffs, and and Tampa Bay is going to be another Cup contender. So that kind of thing doesn't really happen that often in Europe. There's not too many surprises like that. Uh, you can get lucky and and bet dogs when um, there are injuries, and and that's kind of the inside scoop I get. That I guess the uh, the normal better wouldn't know. Yeah, I have one question with that. I mean, I know I've heard from guys who played in Russia that the travel can be absolutely horrendous. That you know, guys that they're you know on the road for three, four weeks, and they back home for three, four weeks. Does that back in your handicap? Because I like to look at those angles. Um, Ian and I both, when it's a regular NHL season, we like to look at you know cross country travel, road trips, first game back at home off of a long road trip. I'm sure that has to play into consideration too over in Europe. Yeah, big time. There's uh, there's a couple teams in in Europe that are on the or sorry, in Russia that are on the far east side of the country. So sometimes those teams are flying through three, four time zones to get to a place like Helsinki, uh, Finland to play Jokerit. So, I mean, you you hit one of those teams when they're, if they have a good record, they're going into Helsinki, maybe they're favored, but they've just been on the plane for 12 hours plus another 12 hours in, in time change. I mean, it's a no-brainer with, with stuff like that. Um, so that's definitely stuff I look into, um, in, in some of these lower leagues in Europe too, they're taking bus trips. So, I mean, you could have a, a, a 10 to 12 hour bus trip on the, on the day of a game. You hear guys in the NHL complaining about three, four hour flights. Well, imagine a 10, tw- 10, 12 hour <laughs> bus ride and, you know, getting, off the, getting, off, the, getting off the bus and wiping the cobwebs off and, and wow. getting out there and playing. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely stuff I, I, I look at and obviously as an outsider looking in you you just kind of see numbers and um odds and stuff like that but there there is definitely that stuff to be taken into consideration when i when i make a lot of my bets in the the european game all right great stuff great insight there and yeah uh, definitely i'm excited uh, next season can't come fast enough for some of these uh leagues and you're right they just had the khl championship last week avangard omsk won that uh, last week so uh, that their season wrapped up and a lot of the European leagues winding down the German leagues just about to end right now uh, so they're all winding down for this uh, season but uh, yeah uh, definitely and I can guarantee you uh, Devin that the odds makers don't pay attention yeah. to the European <laughs> leagues and overseas anywhere anywhere close to the way they do in the NHL and even the NHL sometimes they miss some things so uh, definitely uh, there is truth to that uh, let's get to the uh, Sunday card, which is one game, and this is the game. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, and the Detroit Red Wings here. We've got, obviously, Tampa Bay, as you would expect, massive, massive favorites here in this game, around minus 330, minus 340. The total, uh, five and a half shaded to the under. Uh, we kind of said this on yesterday's show, Alex uh, and I with Melissa, that if you want to splice out and you know weed out any sort of value on these massive favorites, your really main option is the first period puck line, which is laying a half goal, which is around even money, plus 100, plus 110. And that's the price you can get with Tampa Bay. And I think that's the bet I like here, is Tampa Bay first period puck line minus a half, plus 100. Off the loss, one nothing to Detroit yesterday. 
don't be fooled. If you look at all those uh, websites that give you the, the the game within the game, Tampa Bay had the control of that game territorially. The offensive zone time, the expected goals margin was whopping in favor of the Lightning. Uh, high danger chances in favor of the Lightning. I mean, they controlled that game. The shots, I believe, were 30 to 11 uh, after the third period in favor of the Lightning. Uh, but it was a good game from Thomas Grice. It's not like they played terribly. They just didn't have that finish around the net, which is rare for a team with the skill and the talent with Point and Palat and Kalorn and Johnson uh, and Yanni Gord and go on down the list. I know they have no Stamkos and we're waiting for Kucherov to come back in the playoffs, but this is a very deep team. Uh, offensively, they don't usually have trouble finishing their chances. Unfortunately, yesterday was one of those days they did. If they generate that same kind of uh, opportunity offensively today, there's a, probably a better chance they're going to have better results uh, in this one today. And you would think early in the game, they'll get off to a fast start uh, in this one. Uh, I lean to the full game puck line as well, minus one and a half, minus 130. I'll probably have a little bet on that. I think I like the first period even more, though. Jump on Detroit early. Uh, we don't know who's going to be a net. John Cooper is one of those coaches that has shown the propensity to rest a player or two from one game to the next. So keep an eye on that. It was Curtis McElhaney yesterday. So I think we're, I think we'll see Vasilevsky back in. And for Tampa Bay, if they have any inkling of moving up in the standings, like home ice advantage is still at stake for them here. They're third in the division. They need to catch Florida to at least get home ice in the first round. It's going to be tough, I think, to catch Carolina uh, at this point. But if, if they have any inkling of moving up in the standings, you know, you got to get two points uh, in a game like this. So I think you'll see a better uh, execution. Detroit is still banged up too. Dylan Larkin out, a couple of key cogs out. They've really been uh, having Jacob Vrana lead the team and carry them offensively without a whole lot of support lately. So I do think we'll see Detroit, uh, Tampa Bay have a better game here. I'll, I'll go with them in the first period puck line and a smaller bet on the full game puck line minus one and a half uh, as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Red Wings and Lightning? Yeah, I'm kind of look, thinking the same way as you, Ian. I, I, I lean with the first period over, which I liked yesterday. Uh, you know, we've seen that cash often between these two teams. And, you know, don't look now, but Detroit has actually won three of the last four meetings uh, with Tampa Bay. So, you know, maybe there's something that they, you know, something they're seeing matchup wise against this team, uh, where they, you know, feel they have a chance to beat them. Uh, but like I said, this game means a lot more uh, to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like I said, you know, they still have an outside shot at winning the division. But even with that, uh, the the more important thing would be to get to second place and get that home ice advantage, uh, which more than likely would be playing against their in-state rival, the Florida Panthers. So uh, I expect Tampa to win this game. And you know, like I said, you. Either way you look at it, you got to take the first period over one and a half at plus 110, uh, or you can you know lay that half a goal. Maybe a little bit more secure to lay the half a goal in the first period because then one nothing, uh, you're a winner. So uh, you know that that's kind of the frame I'm looking at. I won't have anything official on this game. Uh, I'll get to watch a little bit of it, but uh, like I said, I think Tampa Bay will come out with obviously uh, the way that they lost, and, and it's rare to see them not only lose a game but get shut out. Uh, you know the, the track record over the years is that they tend to come back with a uh, with a vengeance when they lose the game and don't score a goal yeah and usually after an extreme low scoring game with tampa bay especially one where they get shut out and shut down like they were yesterday's typically it comes back the other way and you see a little bit more goals so i would lean over as well but i, I like the tampa bay sides a little bit more than that uh devin what do you think here with tampa detroit uh, yeah, like you guys said, uh, you know, Tampa lost last night to Detroit, one nothing in the shootout. I think this is a really big game today for Tampa Bay. 
Uh, they're playing for home ice advantage. It, it looks like they're going to get that two, three seed. So uh, I'm sure they want that too and, and have the home ice advantage. Um, Tampa, they rested Vasilevsky. Yeah, sorry on the pronunciation there, guys. My my Russian's not too good. Um, yesterday, and I, personally, I think the Cooper's going to go back with him today, and and I think that's just going to make things even more challenging for Detroit. He's one of the best goalies in the game right now. Detroit's having a tough time scoring uh, goals. You know, the skill def, uh, differential alone is enough of a reason for me to take Tampa Bay in this one. Um, but when you consider that Tampa has that much more to play for than the Wings right now and the motivational you know, edge that Tampa's playing with, I think the, uh, the spread's a good play here. Um, I, I ta- I'm going to take them to win this game by, by more than a goal, just to add a little bit of extra value on that. I also don't mind the under in this game, under five and a half, to be honest with you. Um, I can't see Detroit getting, you know, more than one goal, to be honest with you. They've uh, they've been playing some pretty stingy hockey defensively, and uh, I think it's going to be a, a tight-checking game. Uh, like I said, Tampa's got a lot to play for. Detroit's got a bunch of young guys trying to prove themselves. They haven't completely given up. Um, I, I look for a lower-scoring game, you know, maybe something like a 3-1 or, or even a 4-1 to stay under that five-and-a-half goals for me. I think it feels a lot like Vancouver, Toronto, and I got to start betting these correct score props because I said it on yesterday's show. Watch it before one Toronto uh, with Vancouver last night. That's exactly what it was. And I know it was five one. Sorry, uh, didn't uh, Thornton get another empty net? He did okay, so that yeah, would have lost. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah, you got the fifth goal in the empty net, but still, I got close to it. And I'm thinking four one Tampa. I might sprinkle on that four one Tampa Bay correct score prop which you can bet at some places and you'll get a pretty good price on that like 25 to 1 range type deal or 20 to 1 you'll get on that so uh, i think that's definitely something to look at here uh four to one tampa bay because that that's what concerns me about the over i don't know how much detroit uh, is going to contribute here especially if it's basilevsky and net who's rested and with tampa bay obviously uh coming off the loss and you'd expect them to answer back better uh, offensively here uh, in this game today. All right, so that's the one game today. We're already done Sunday's card, but we're going to have Devin and Alex talk about Monday's games. We'll go try to go rapid fire. We will go rapid fire. Do you know why? Because I won't be talking. That's why it'll be rapid fire. Uh, New York <laughs> uh, and the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, we, oh, man. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see, in this one, we've got the, uh, I got to bring the, uh, the the numbers up here. Here we go. We'll bring it up for a sec. There we go. Islanders minus 285, minus 290 road favorites in Buffalo. Total five and a half shaded to the under in this one. Oh, the Sabres are battling, but if it's Uka Pekka Lukanen in net again tonight for the, uh, or in this game Monday night for the Sabres, I mean, the teams are starting to figure him out. I mean, Boston really uh, shelled him again yesterday. Tokarski is healthy. Uh, it was available again yesterday, so maybe they go back to him. The Islanders are playing really good. I think they've dominated Buffalo this year. I think they've played the Sabres really, really well this year. Not not that many teams haven't played them well, but uh, the Islanders have really played Buffalo well. They've gotten their game back on track. They were struggling to score, uh, but they uh, had a nice win against uh, uh, in their last game uh, against the Rangers. And then before that, they had a good win as well, back-to-back. Uh, wins uh, over uh, the New York Rangers for this Islanders team. Again, starting to get the offense going, the defense and the goaltending has been there. So I like the scrappy nature of the Sabres. They haven't rolled over. Alex talked about that with Columbus. Sort of the same thing here with Buffalo. Uh, They've been competitive, but uh, you can see, though, when a team is still uh, trying to uh, 
takes them seriously and has got something to play for, like the Islanders do here, like Boston did uh, yesterday, it's still going to be difficult for Buffalo to win. So uh, definitely in this game, uh, the Islanders favored for a reason. Uh, Devin, what do you think here, Islanders and Sabres? Uh, I like the Islanders a lot in this one, just based off depth alone. I mean, you go up and down the Islanders lineup, and they are pretty deep. I think, personally, they have one of the best fourth lines in all of the National Hockey League with Clutterbuck, Kazikis, and Martin. I really like that line. They contribute. Um, you know, maybe they're not on the score sheet every night, but they wear teams down. They wear defensemen down. Uh, they're, they're a line that knows their role. They get the puck in deep in the corner, crash, bang, and it opens up some room for other guys. Uh, I like the addition of Paul Mary in, in uh, New York. Uh, him and Pajot together, I really like that combination. And then obviously you got Eberle and Barzell on the first line. Um, they're they're a really good team, and they have something to play for. They're again like Tampa; they're fighting for that home ice advantage. They're kind of in a two-three swing right now, so they want to get all the points they can. This Buffalo Sabers team, um, as we know, isn't a very good team at all. They have nothing to play for. I'm sure they're all you know pretty much done with the season, ready to get home, ready to get out of Buffalo and and hopefully start fresh, new clean slate next year. So I like Islanders in this. I don't know how much value there will be to um, had with that pick. You know, I, I don't know what, what the line's going to change from, you know, today to, to Monday. So um, I, I do like Islanders in that one. And they're really banged up and beaten up right now, Buffalo, with uh, injuries, especially, again, the goaltending has been besieged by injuries, so it's been tough sledding. They're doing the best they can, but a lot of uh, contributors out too. Alex, uh, Islanders, Sabres. Yeah, the only thing I would be looking at here would be the Islanders team total, which I'm guessing is going to open around three and a half with uh, you know juice to the over. And, and it makes sense. If you look at the last three meetings between these two teams, and copy-paste, 5-2 win for the Islanders. And this is the Islanders team. We saw this, uh, well, not literally last time last year, but we saw within the end of the season and then going into the postseason, the Islanders finally found their stride offensively. We know how good of a defensive team they are. But once they're able to get, you know, three, four, five goals in a game, that's when they really start rolling. I tell you, they would make that deep run all the way to the conference final uh, last season. So if they can use this game to kind of get their offense uh, you know, spearheaded. They got the three nothing win. You know, last night against uh, a Ranger team, but they're playing a weaker defense. This is the time for them to really fine tune things offensively, especially if they're able to get on the power play. So that's something I would be looking for. So, uh, you know, next to score, next to score props in game, uh, and the team total over would be the way I'll be looking at the Islanders. Except Buffalo just kind of playing out the string. Some guys, you know, know they're not going to be there next year. Uh, I think it's a little more different than, than Columbus. I think most of those guys know they're probably going to be on the way out. They're going to be. It's going to be another full rebuild, uh, you know, moving forward for the, for the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, keep an eye on who the goalie is. If it's Pekka, if it's Uka Pekka Lukanen, I believe the team total over is cashed for every opponent uh, in his start so far. So uh, keep an eye on that. Pittsburgh-Philadelphia, uh, here we go. Uh, Keystone State rivalry battle here. Is it just me or am I a little bit stunned that Pittsburgh – they are on the road, but they're only minus 140 uh, in this game at Philadelphia. Total six. They've packed it in, Philadelphia. Like, that was not just losses to New Jersey a few in a row. I mean, that was just non-competitive at all. Not a lot of pushback last night from the Philadelphia Flyers uh, in that game. Um, I'm going to just stick to that. I'm just Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh or pass. There's no way I could take Philly here. Probably the over makes sense. Devin, uh, what do you think here? Penguins, Flyers. 
I'm with you on that one. I think uh, Pittsburgh's been playing some of the best hockey in the uh, NHL right now. I, I feel like since Burke and, and Hextall went in there, they really turned the ship around. I don't know if they went down and had a meeting with the guys and, and told some guys, you know, sh- shape up or, you know, getting shipped out kind of thing. And um, whatever they did, it, it worked. And um, I really like this Pittsburgh team. I think they're going to make some noise come playoff time. I think any team uh, that has Sidney Crosby as their leader, um, has a serious chance come playoff time. That guy's a, a big-time, big, big, big-time player that makes big plays and big games. Um, I think coming down the stretch here, uh, sorry, Pittsburgh's a, a force to be reckoned with. I like them a lot in this one. Like you said, it, it looks like Phillies packed their bags in, and uh, I, don't, I don't know. You know, the, the goalie situation there with Hart, poor guy, I feel bad for him. He didn't have much defense defensive help this year, and um, – it just looks like things seem to be getting worse and worse for Philly as time goes on. So I like Pittsburgh in that one as well. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh team total over and full game over. They all make sense to me. Alex, Pittsburgh, Philly. It's just a slight lean for me for Pittsburgh. Obviously, they are the better team. Uh, they're getting ready, you know, geared up to hopefully trying to win that Eastern Division. But the one caveat is this is a hated rivalry. And the, the Philadelphia Flyers are going to show up for any game the rest of the way. It's going to be these next two against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, they would love nothing more to try to get a couple wins and maybe uh, disrupt their positioning in, in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, like I said, obviously the, the the just things haven't worked out for the Flyers as of late, especially defensively. So if Pittsburgh comes out hot early, uh, this could be a route. But this might be one of those games where I'd probably, you know, maybe wait and look for jump for something in game, maybe even take a, a small shot with Flyers first period. And then if that loses or, you know, say it's a, it's a, a draw after the first and, look for a better adjusted price live with Pittsburgh. But, uh, you know, kind of want to see where the mindset's at for Philly because, like I said, this is a rivalry game, always kind of really chippy. This is one of those where you see a lot of penalties, a lot of power play opportunities for both clubs. All right, Chicago and Carolina. We've got uh, Carolina minus 225 current price as massive uh, home favorites in this one. Total five and a half uh, shaded to the over. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, Chicago, Carolina. I mean, Chicago is obviously, uh, you know, free fall a little bit reality setting in for a lot of the veterans, especially no playoff this year. Hard to back them right now. Yeah. It's getting warm here in Chicago. It's officially baseball season now. So uh, that being said, uh, I would be only looking at Carolina. I'd be looking at the team total over um, looking at Carolina first period on the puck line. Uh, I mean, the Hawks, the effort that the Hawks gave last night was just absolutely you know dismal. They let in the goal to give the Panthers a three, two lead with seconds left in the second period. And then before you can blink, before the first TV timeout in the third, they're down uh, 5-2. They made a valiant effort late in that game. They got that uh, you know late goal within a minute uh, to make it a 5-4 game. So it you know, really sucks if you had Florida on the puck line last night. But like, like we mentioned, you got to really beware with laying the one and a half with any team right now. Uh, but this, this just seems like it could be an absolute route. It's the last three road games for the Hawks. Uh, it'll be a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday series in Carolina before they come back home to fans. Uh, for that Sunday Monday series against Dallas, which could mean absolutely nothing if Dallas is out of the race by then, but that might be interesting to watch looking for. But as far as the Hawks on the road in this this three game set, I'd be looking at more than likely Carolina in some form or fashion in all three of those games. But uh, definitely be looking at that team total for Monday. All right, Deeds, what do you think here, uh, Chicago Carolina? I like the over on this one. Uh, four to the five 
um, the final, the their last meetings have been over five and a half goals. Um, I think uh, Chicago's a team that does have offensive power. Carolina scores a lot of goals as well. Um, I, I don't have a, a favorite as to who I think is going to win the game, but I do like over five and a half goals. Yeah, yeah one thing to for Chicago. Uh, let's say one thing to note too is that we could possibly have a Colin Delia sighting in net. For the Hawks, I wouldn't be shocked now with, you know, Lincoln definitely looks like he needs some rest. And with the season being out of hand, you might see Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia possibly be a tandem one night and they'll, uh, you know, scratch Lincoln. And so we could see any rotation. And if Delia's in that, then I definitely would be looking at it over. Washington Capitals, New York Rangers, um, pretty much even money here in this game with a total of six. I think the writing's on the wall with the Rangers. All of a sudden you hear, whoa, 30 minutes before the game against the Islanders, a bunch of scratches, Truba and others. Kreider uh, didn't play last night. They saw earlier in the day that Boston won, and it looked the writing was on the wall, and I saw, whoa, all these late scratches all of a sudden. Is this team that's already waving the white flag? And sure enough, they had a pretty pathetic effort, to be honest with you, against the Islanders last night uh, in that loss. So they look like a team where – you either bet against them or you pass the game. That's my first initial thought. And you do have Washington now losing back-to-back against Pittsburgh, so they may not take the Rangers lightly here. Uh, you know where I'd be going, Washington or nothing. Uh, Alex, is that your first inclination here, Capitals, Rangers? Yeah, it is. And, and you mentioned it. You know, that's something I mentioned on the show yesterday, that you know, with uh, that Bruins-Sabres game being played early in the day, you know, the Rangers kind of would know their fate beforehand. And sure enough, it was about 3.30, 4 o'clock when I saw on Twitter – uh, the scratches, Chris Kreider and a couple other guys being scratched. And uh, right then, that's when I jumped on aisles in regulation. And that was a, a nice win, 3 nothing winner. Uh, and, you know, you look at the you know current form, you know, Rangers have actually played, you know, Washington pretty well. But like I said, that's when they had a you know, fighting chance and, you know, were still alive. Right now, it just seemed like they're just in complete free fall mode. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Rangers possibly lose out the rest of the season. So, uh, like I said, Washington needing points. Uh, points are a premium in the East more than any other division right now because uh, all four spots are are still in, in line as far as uh, who's going to get home ice, who's going to, you know, for at least one, if not two rounds, try to win that division title. So uh, this is a, a cheap price. You know, I'm definitely going to be on Washington. All right, Devin, what do you think? Caps, Rangers. I like Washington in this one too, guys. Uh, you know, I think the Rangers, once they realized they weren't going to make playoffs, guys that were maybe pushing their bodies a little bit because they had a chance to make playoffs well now they're becoming scratches um, upper management doesn't want to risk you know injury further or maybe guys um, coaching staff's just not happy with guys so I, I think the Rangers are a, a team that aren't going to do well down the stretch here I think whoever whoever they play um, it's probably a good good bet to bet against them uh, I, I like Washington in this one. Like you guys said, it's it's a it's a race in that division. I think there's five points that separate the the first and fourth seed, and and I think there's well, what what do we got here? We got Washington with 69, we got Islanders with 67, and Bruins with 66. So, and then uh, Pittsburgh's of course at, at first with 71. So we got a dogfight here for, as far as um, home ice advantage. I know with no fans, it's it's not as big of a deal as it it once was, but. Uh, getting back to routine and, and how guys are at home and, and how nice it is to be in your own home, take a nap in your own bed and, and, and eat your own kind of food, stuff you're used to. So I think that stuff goes a long way with hockey players. I like Washington in this one. And, and, and like you, we've said so many times, they, they have a lot more to play for than the Rangers. All right. Uh, looks like Washington, uh, we all in, all in agreement here. Nashville, Columbus, next game, Nashville minus 160, minus 165. Uh, chalk on the road, the total five uh, shaded to the uh, over. 
What's that smell? Oh, I know what that smell is. It smells like an Alex B. Smith uh, world-famous draw, potentially, in this game, maybe, with Nashville uh, and Columbus. Uh, am I right? Yeah, you are. Uh, that's the only thing I would be looking at here, because this is a national team. They find these crazy ways to win. You cannot trust them within 60 minutes to just put up a solid effort night in, night out, where, like said, Columbus, they're still giving a, a fighter's chance. Uh, you know, they seem like, you know, they're, so they're playing for pride and they want to kind of disrupt things uh, moving forward. So they know Nashville. It, it's not like, uh, you know, Columbus would be playing Chicago or whatever. And both teams are out of the race. Who knows what would happen in that matchup. But with Columbus knowing that Nashville has that fourth and final spot battling with Dallas uh, ever so slightly, they know points are, are important for them. They might want to play that role of spoiler. So, I might even look to possibly sprinkle something with that money line if it, if it climbs up past 145 plus 150. But I'm definitely going to be on the draw here. I can see this one being a 1-1 or 2-2 game after 60 minutes. Yeah, this is one of those games to remind people. It's a good game to remind people. Must win doesn't equal will win all the time. Yeah, Nashville needs the win, but they're laying a pretty decent price here uh, on the road. And you're right, Columbus, two of their last three games, guys, they've taken Carolina to overtime and Tampa Bay to overtime. So you're right. There's evidence that Columbus is not rolling over this late in the season for a non-playoff team. Uh, Devin, uh, what do you think, Nashville-Columbus? Well, I think with some of the teams we've talked about that are out of playoffs and, and guys might be uh, you know, giving up on the season or, or kind of saying, you know, screw it, I'm, I'm done with it for this year. The the big difference in Columbus is you got John Tortorella behind the bench, and John Tortorella doesn't put up with any of that stuff. We've seen it with his stars this year. He has no problem benching anyone. So you know that Columbus is going to be playing hard hockey regardless of if they're going to be – if that they're not a playoff team. Um, I really like the under in this one. I think it's going to be a tight checking game. Nashville's not going to want to be, um, you know, too offensive, take too many chances offensively. And, and Columbus is going to play tight defensive hockey just because that's John Tortorella hockey. So um, in terms of who, who's going to win the game, I, I don't have a pick for that, but I do like under five and a half total goals in this one. All right, like in uh, a low-scoring game there, beware that we might not see Merzlikens in this game for Columbus. There's a hint that it might be uh, Kivlenix, another a Latvian. This is the Latvian uh, hotbed of goalies right now with the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, no question about that, uh, but Merzlikens may not go. Kivlenix uh, might go. And by the way, Devin, you were upset that you butchered Basilevsky. I just, I even got the San Jose goalie wrong initially. I said on the show Koronosh, uh, yes, it, yesterday, the young goalie for San Jose, it's actually Kojanosh. The first R in his name is an SH sound as well. Wow. So the pronunciation is Yosef Kozanosh. Kozanosh. There we go. Nailed wow. it. Wow. I did not know that. I know, until, I heard, <laughs> until I heard your friend, because I actually had the Colorado feed on and they were calling him Coronar at the beginning. They were really butchering yeah, it. That's, that's what then, I thought it was. Then they changed it to Coronosh. And then they, which is what I thought it was. And then I heard that they still got it wrong because then I flipped over to your best friend in the world, uh, Alex, Randy Hahn, oh, uh, on the San Jose feed, and he's saying it right. Kojanosh is how you say it. So there you okay. go. Right. Uh, there you go. You wouldn't have known that. <laughs> you look at it, it's K O R E N A R, and somehow it's pronounced Kojanosh. Yeah. I've been saying Coronar for like two years when I you know, see his name in the you know the AHL rosters or anything. So that's good to know, you know. <laughs> Call the Coronar. Call the Coronar. Yeah. 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 Just I, be I, I, I thankful Don Cherry's off air, he would have been butchering it like no other. Oh, yeah. I have no idea how he would have tried to pronounce it. <laughs> I'd pay just yeah. to see him try to pronounce that. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah, it would have been ugly uh, for him. No doubt about that. All right. Let's go on. We've got the uh, – 
Boston Bruins, New Jersey Devils. Boston minus 235 road favorites, total five and a half. Be careful here. This might be a little sprinkle on the home dog for me, New Jersey. New Jersey plays Boston tough, really, really tough. And the Bruins are pretty much clear of the Rangers now after what happened yesterday. I'm just saying, maybe New Jersey, but again, I'll wait till Monday's show to give my expanded thoughts. Alex, what do you think? First thoughts here, Bruins and Devils. This is another one I'd be looking at the draw. You look at this, four of the last seven meetings have gone to overtime. Uh, and of the, the three that didn't, two of them were one nothing games. Uh, so this is definitely one of those just weird kind of matchups where uh, not a lot of scoring. And obviously Boston, like you said, you know, they're, they're in, the, you know, in the playoffs. You know, New Jersey isn't. Boston would be fine at least taking at least one point. Uh, you know, they'd rather get two, obviously. But if they, you know, this game is tied late, they're not going to risk doing anything to end up losing the game. They'd, you know, settle for that one point uh, and, and take their chances in overtime or in the shootout. Uh, but they said New Jersey plays them tough. Uh, they're clearly seeing some kind of, of, of you know, favoritism uh, matchups against this team for whatever reason you have. Uh, uh, but so I might just take a shot with the draw, but I'm not going to do anything on the side here. Yeah, not just beat them once. They've beat them multiple times this year, the New Jersey Devils. And look, they're coming in off a couple of wins. I granted against Philly, um, but, you know, Devils are another team. The effort's currently there with this uh, hockey team at the moment. Uh, Devin, what do you think? Boston, New Jersey here. I like Jersey in this one, guys. I'd be my dog pick of the day, to be honest with you. Uh, Jersey's got seven points out of the last ten. They're they're playing pretty good hockey, and if you look up and down this Bruins roster right now, they're riddled with injuries. There's a there's a whole whack of guys that are questionable or, or straight up will not play. So I, I know the game is important for Boston because they are battling for for playoff positions and standings and whatnot. But um, for whatever reason, some teams just have certain success uh, success against other teams. They match up well, and um, New Jersey seems to be a team this year. That that matches up really well against Boston, even though they're so much uh, below them in the standing. So I like Jersey in this one for a, a dog pick. You know how refreshing it is, by the way? We have multiple books with full lines, full money lines, full total for these games on Monday, a day ahead of time. Yeah. We've been bitching and complaining, <laughs> Alex and I, for years. we got to wait till like overnight or the morning of for lines for most of these games, but they're getting them out there nice and early. And, as a result, we're able to give you a nice little Monday look ahead for Alex and Devin on the Monday card at, on today's show. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. Uh, Winnipeg and Ottawa. Uh, next game here, we got Winnipeg. Uh, pretty uh, significant uh, road favorites here in uh, the nation's capital. We're looking at uh, right now, uh, Ottawa, Winnipeg currently minus 155 to minus 160 uh, road favorites. The total six in this game. Jets are slumping. Jets, of course, have no Nikolai Ehlers for the rest of the season. Right, the rest of the regular season due to injury. Adam Lowry's out. They're struggling right now. They can't find ways to win games. You know, I won't be laying this price with Winnipeg. That's for sure. I won't be doing it. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here? Jets, Sens. Yeah, this would be my uh, probably my big dog pick of the, of the, the day would be uh, the Ottawa Senators here. This is a, a, a Winnipeg team that they just completely lost all momentum. I mean, they're going to be in the postseason, but – uh, which I'm kind of grateful for because they back in the playoffs the way that they're playing right now. Uh, this might be a short series with whomever they draw, uh, be it Toronto or Edmonton, two teams that they've kind of struggled with. So, uh, you know, this definitely seems like it's about this. Is, you know, we talked about how scrappy uh, the, you know, the Senators have been lately. It's unfortunate how they lost late uh, last night. I mean, that was your best bet. Uh, but they they played hard. And Don't they, remind me. Uh, that was tough. That was a 45 ticket, and they're up 2 nothing in the third, and they can't bring it home. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, but but it, it just shows you that they, you know, they aren't giving up at all. There's a lot of young guys. That, you know, the youth movement's in full force uh, with Ottawa, and this is definitely going to be one of those teams that uh, are going to be live the rest of the way. Uh, so you want to circle them as dogs as opposed to fade them. Uh, and, and this is, you know, a Winnipeg team. Like I said, you know, we see these spots at least once every year, couple of years, where you have a playoff team that just kind of backs into the, into that spot, and they, you know, are, are struggling and you know, hoping they can turn things around once uh, the game start to count for something. But, uh, you know, it just doesn't seem to be the case for, for Winnipeg. So until they prove me wrong, I'll be fading the Jets again. Yeah, I mean, right now it's uh, it's tough to lay that kind of number with a Winnipeg team. What have they lost now? Six in a row? I think they're 0-6 their last six games. So it's been a tough, tough uh, stretch of hockey for them. The Ealers injury is significant because he had been arguably their best forward for much of the season. Really, yes. He's outplayed Shifley, Wheeler. And a lot of the other forwards, and without him, the offense is stagnated. It's not at the same efficiency. Connor Hellebuck's not not right at the moment either. This is not Vesna Trophy caliber goaltending lately from Connor Hellebuck. He's got to find his groove again. Uh, Deeds, what do you think here with uh, Ottawa hosting Winnipeg? Uh, I'm, I'm personally not going to take any action on this game. Uh, I do like Ottawa a lot. I think they're going in the right direction in terms of an organization. They seem to have a couple really, really good young players there. I like where they're going. I like watching Ottawa play. They play with jam. They got a lot of. They have a you know a, a team that combines toughness and skill, in my opinion. And, and you look at a guy like Tachuk who who plays a hard game but combines it with skill and. Um, I think they're going to be a team in two, three years that that is going to be fighting for for playoffs and a a team that even next year might make a little bit of noise. So I don't mind uh, Ottawa as a dog here. Winnipeg isn't playing very good hockey. Um, I I don't personally want to take any action on this one, but I I wouldn't be opposed to to sprinkling sprinkling a little something on, on Ottawa. All right, back at uh, Toronto-Montreal again. These teams have played each other a lot lately. They're head-to-head again here. Toronto minus 150 on the road uh, in Montreal, five and a half the total. Uh, the Leafs, you know, still got to keep winning. They haven't completely put Edmonton away yet for first place in the division, although they still should win the division. Uh, let's give Montreal credit. Uh, the Cardiac Canadians, uh, the last couple games, trail Winnipeg, come back to win. Trail Ottawa, third period, come back to win. And what a time for your first NHL goal for Cole Caulfield yesterday overtime winner uh for montreal his first nhl goal uh to give the canadians an overtime win playing a little bit better the last couple we'll give them that they've had a lot of injuries uh gallagher's been out for a while tatar's been out uh shea weber on the blue line's been out although i think they haven't lost believe it or not montreal since shea weber's been injured which tells you he's had a tough season let's be honest had a great career but he's had a really really tough season for montreal overall um I'm probably not betting this game. I'm just not. Um, but this is, I think Montreal's in a better position to compete and maybe beat Toronto here than maybe they were last week. So that's my thought. Alex, what do you think here, Toronto, Montreal? Yeah, I'm not looking to jump in front of this Leafs team right now. They're on a, on a hot run. And uh, let's keep in mind that, you know, down the road, uh, the, the you know, quote-unquote conference finals is going to be decided by, you know, who has the, the most points in the four teams remaining. Uh, I think percentage points play the role in that too. So, uh, you know, this is a Toronto team that pretty much wants to play for that top spot, uh, try to get that President's Trophy. I'm assuming they're giving away a President's Trophy this year uh, to a team that has the most points. So they're they're rolling hot right now. This is a Montreal team. You know, like I said, they haven't been able to string together, uh, you know, back-to-back solid performances. They looked great against Winnipeg. Then they, you know, found a way to win 
uh, in the last game. Like I said, they, they got dominated for most of the, the early part of that contest against Ottawa. So, uh, you know, like I said, they may have a more of a fighting chance than they did uh, in previous meetings against the Toronto team. But this is a steamroll I don't want to get in front of. It might be looking at some goal prop. Might look at Cole Caulfield for a goal prop in this game. That You know, he's like said, got the overtime winner. It's the first of many, many goals, I think, for this kid. He looks uh, absolutely dynamite. I got to see a lot of him, uh, you know, in Big Ten country. He, uh, scored a ton of goals against uh, the Golden Gophers as a member of the Wisconsin Badgers. So I think, you know, moving forward, we're going to see a lot from him. Uh, so so keep an eye out for that. But I'm, I more than likely won't have anything on this side of total. This is probably one of those games I'll watch and maybe jump or something in-game, look for a couple of props here and there. The more I watch the Leafs, guys, the more I keep thinking to myself and what Austin Matthews is doing on a nightly basis. Why the fuck have I not been betting this goal scorer prop every game? I mean, just do it. Even if he doesn't score, come back to it the next game. If he doesn't score in that game, come back to it the next game because uh, it has been and even two goals or more, you can, uh, which is even a better price. I mean, I've missed the boat on that. Should have been on this uh, guy to score more goals uh, and the goal scoring prop for Austin Matthews more than I have. Uh, Devin, what do you think here? Leafs and the Canadians. Guys, I like uh, Toronto minus one and a half in this one. Toronto's gone into Montreal um, and won the last four to five and they've won them by more than one. So I think this Toronto team's gone through a lot of growing pains. They've uh, lost out in playoffs, you know, the last couple of years. And I think they've done a good job in, in trying to get the right pieces to the puzzle to, to formulate a, a winning team. And, and I think this Leafs team has a really good chance to make some noise this year in playoffs. I think they come out of this division. Uh, what happens after that? I, I think that's up to them. There's a big question. Uh, Goaltending wise, you know Jack Campbell was so hot. Freddie Anderson's obviously their their number one on paper, but um, in terms of how this team's going to do down the stretch, I think they're going to play hard. I, I think they've been through uh, too much this these last couple of years to to kind of take their foot off the gas pedal, so to say. So I, I think Toronto goes into Montreal and and wins this one pretty easily. Wins it by margin. Uh, Devin like in Toronto puck line minus one and a half goals here in this one, which you can get at around uh, plus 165. A really good price there on that. Good payback. Uh, Dallas and Florida. Florida minus 140 home favorites against the Stars. Five and a half shaded to the under total there. I remember taking a chance with Dallas last week against Tampa Bay. Desperate team needing the points. Tampa Bay's recent play had been uneven. And Dallas just couldn't generate anything. And it was it was a class difference. And the Lightning shut out the Stars Three nothing in that game. Uh, I won't be buying into the must win scenario for the Dallas Stars in this game. Let's put it that way. Alex, uh, your thoughts here? Stars and Panthers. This is actually a spot I'm going to be looking at the first period over. Uh, you don't say that too often with the Dallas Stars, uh, but this is a, a Panthers team. They've had three of the last five games go over in the first period, uh, and four straight meetings against Dallas go over in the first period. So this is uh, definitely one of the spots where Florida. Uh, seems to kind of get their offense a little, you know, rolling a little bit. They've, they've got the better offense, uh, but this is a game important for both clubs. Of course, Dallas is fighting, uh, you know, trying to stay alive to get that fourth spot uh, in the Central. Obviously, losing uh, to Nashville didn't help them much, but at least they were able to get a point forcing that game in the overtime. Uh, so you might want to even possibly take a shot with a draw here as well. Uh, both teams needing points if this game's you know, you know, tied late in the third. That's like I said, that's kind of the, the trend I'm looking at this last week in the season. Uh, you know, you can jump in game and get, a, you know, no more goals scored in regulation, or you can, you know, play a pregame uh, as the overtime draw. All right, first period over for Alex. And, yeah, Dallas's offense is being carried by a rookie right now, uh, Jason Robertson. So that tells you all you need to know about this team having the uh, – and their struggles to score goals most of the season, and especially lately. 
Uh, Deeds, what do you think, Dallas and Florida? I don't like anything, honestly, in this this game, fellas. Uh, if if I had to wager anything, I think I'd do under a five and a half. But other than that, I, I wouldn't take any action on, on either two of these teams uh, with the current situation. All right, Anaheim Ducks, St. Louis Blues. St. Louis minus 240, home favorites here, big uh, favorites at home here against the Ducks. Five and a half shaded to the under. Uh, Alex brought it up on yesterday's show. It played out to fruition, the Ryan Miller angle going into that game last night against the LA Kings uh, that, Hey, this is his final home start of his career. He's retiring at the end of the season. And I going to go out there and really pull for to get a win for this guy. And they did that. I was looking at Anaheim hasn't played well for weeks and they go out there last night and they put the boots to LA a six to two victory uh, over the LA Kings, uh, sending out Ryan Miller on a winning note in his final ever home start for the Anaheim ducks. And you got to love hockey guys. When you see the, uh, what transpired after the game the kings going to ryan miller every one of them shaking ryan's hand saying congratulations on a great career uh, all the best in the future that's hockey right there it's just you know you, you compete you battle you, you maybe you, you cross check someone in the back sometimes you slash someone and then uh, a lot of nasty feelings on the ice sometimes when you're in the heat of battle but then at the end of the day you put it all behind you and you wish a man well uh, as he's about to retire Great, and for two teams that are still rivals, the Kings uh, and the Ducks, it was a great, great display at the end of that game uh, after Anaheim got the win as the Kings wish Ryan Miller all the best. Now, the question is now, is this letdown city here uh, for the Anaheim Ducks now playing this St. Louis Blues team? We'll have to wait and see who's in net because I'm telling you what, guys, I'd be reluctant to bet against Anaheim the rest of the season whenever Ryan Miller starts because uh, you could tell they, they they dug in for him last night and they got the job done. I don't think he'll start here, uh, but definitely keep watch over who Anaheim goes with the net for these remaining few games of the season. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Uh, Anaheim, St. Louis. I'll probably be on the first period over with this one. Uh, and that's something I've been riding with a lot of these uh, teams, pretty much the entire Western Division the last month. I've been on, on a lot of these first period overs. But uh, you got a great track record, eight and three last 11 meetings uh, between these two teams in the first period over. This is obviously a, a super crucial game uh, for, for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, you know, still trying to keep it flowing, get that fourth spot in the West. Uh, and like you said, it could be a, a bit of a letdown. We haven't seen Anaheim score six goals in a very long time, so uh, they may have used up all of their offense. But I think we, we could see a couple of goals early. Things might taper off late. So this is one of those I like to play the first period over and then look for an adjusted in-game price for a live under. I think that might be a good spot here with the Ducks and the Blues. Uh, Deeds, what do you think? Ducks and Blues. I like the Blues in this one. I don't love them at minus 280. Um, Anaheim has had some success against uh, St. Louis this year. Uh, they also don't have much to play for. St. Louis is is battling here to to stay above uh, Arizona when it when it comes to that last playoff spot. So, I think this is a must game. Uh, sorry, a must win game here for St. Louis. I think they win the game. Uh, I I don't love it, but if if I had to make a play, I would take St. Louis. All right, we have a good one here: Vegas Golden Knights, Minnesota Wild. Uh, Vegas minus 120 in Minnesota at the XL Energy Center. Uh, total five and a half shaded to the under. Um, look, uh, Vegas has actually struggled in Minnesota uh, this season. We remember earlier this season, the Wild got him twice, you know, here at the XL Energy Center. So be careful with this uh, Vegas team, even though they played, what are, what are they now in terms of their record? 12 and one uh, in their last 13 games. It's been an incredible run for the Golden Knights. Uh, but this has been a tough place for them to play this year. We'll see if it is that way once again uh, on Monday night. 
Um, I'll tell you right now, I'll save again, expanded thoughts for tomorrow's show from, from me on this card, but the over with Minnesota at five and a half is almost always a must play for me right now with the way this team's trending. Uh, Alex, what do you think here with the Golden Knights and the Wild? Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, you know, the Vegas has struggled you know, throughout their short history with Minnesota. Uh, they've lost 10 of the 14 meetings uh, between these two clubs, which would be interesting to see if these two teams do meet up, uh, you know, later on in the postseason potentially. Uh, this is a spot here. I like this wild team. You know, they, they were able to get that uh, rally to win in overtime, finally get the, the monkey off their back by beating St. Louis uh, after having those last two losses. And this is a Vegas team that hasn't looked, didn't look impressive in the last two games. Obviously, they lost. Uh, a couple of nights ago, but even last night, you know, they're getting a three-two win uh, against the Arizona team that's fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, you know, I'm expecting to see more uh, of an impressive performance from from Vegas, but it just hasn't really come yet. So maybe they're, you know, just kind of going to be one of those teams floating around until uh, you know the postseason. But uh, they got to be careful because obviously, uh, as tight as this division race is, they could be finding themselves uh, not in that number one spot, but possibly two or even three maybe having even the start on the road if, they, if they're not careful. But uh, I like the Minnesota Wild here at a plus price. All right, Alex, like in Minnesota and Kaprizov, Fiala, Zuccarello, those three uh, in particular for the Wild, this is now a fun team to watch. And they've got some goal scoring and offensive abilities now these days. This ain't your Jacques Lemaire 2000 Minnesota, 2000s Minnesota Wild anymore. Uh, Deeds, what do you think here, Vegas, Minnesota? I can't speak for you guys, fellas, but uh, I know going into the year, I didn't think Minnesota was going to be half the team they are uh, this year. Billy Guerin made a lot of moves that I think a lot of people questioned in the offseason, and they seem to be uh, you know, really working out for them. I, I, like you guys, I like watching this Minnesota team play. They're, they're not that kind of sit-back team that they used to be. They have some high-octane offensive guys, and um, I, I like them a lot. I like them in this game. I like them... Uh, with the success they've had against Vegas in, in previous meetings. Um, I'm going to play Minnesota on this one. All right, there we go. We have consensus there with the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, we've got the LA Kings, Arizona Coyotes. Next game, Arizona minus 135, minus 140. Home favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the under. Uh, Arizona loses to Vegas, but they uh, do get a point. Unfortunately, so does St. Louis uh, in their loss in overtime. So Arizona doesn't gain any ground. They're running out of racetrack. Uh, they're running out of games. Uh, it's not likely going to happen for them. Uh, the last time I trusted Arizona against an inferior team, they lost twice in a row to San Jose last week. And I, that thoroughly pissed me off the way they started both of those games. I couldn't believe it. With these games being so important, you could come out so shitty and so fucking awful to begin these games, both games against San Jose. And they fell behind 2-0 in the blink of an eye uh, in both games. I'm not doing it. I'm not laying minus 140 here with Arizona against the Kings. Uh, the Kings prior to last night when they walked into Anaheim all juiced up for Ryan Miller's uh, big night, they had actually been playing pretty well uh, recently, the Kings, a little bit better, a little bit more competitively. Kempe, uh, Gabe Velarde, watch out for him, going to be a good player. They got Quinton Byfield now up with the team uh, late in the season as well. So Kings aren't rolling over completely either. I'm probably going to stay off the game. Alex, what do you think, Kings-Coyotes? Yeah, I'm going to stay away from this one too. As I mentioned, I like the first period overs of a lot of these Western Division teams. But these are the two uh, clubs that really have kind of struggled uh, late, early in games. The Kings, 13-4, and four, uh, last 17th of the yes prop for a goal in the first 10 minutes. So that might be something worth taking a shot on if you can get a, a decent price. But uh, other than that, I, I don't trust there. Like I said, Arizona's been uh, struggling against inferior teams. They seem like they're going to be finding themselves on the outside looking in uh, at the end of this year. And, of course, L.A. 
a lot of young guys they're just trying to play for the future i like where they're where they're headed uh moving forward obviously they're gonna bring some more guys in they're gonna make some some changes uh and some key positions probably goaltending will be the, the main change uh we see in the offseason for them but uh like i said just to lean with the the goal in the first uh 10 minutes uh that'll be something i'll look at all right Devin, what do you think here la arizona I like LA in this one, guys. Like uh, Ian said, there's Ian and Alex said, uh, LA's brought up some young guys here who who have something to play for. A lot of these teams that aren't going to be in playoffs they have nothing really to pay, play for other than contracts next year. Some of these guys on LA, it's their first time in the NHL. You know, they have that excitement. Bring that ex- excitement into the dressing room. You know, it sparks some of the older guys. So I like LA in this one. Uh, Phoenix has been playing absolutely terrible hockey as of late. Uh, both Ian and I were, were chatting uh, earlier last week, and and we both hopped on the same game there that, that Ian was talking about earlier. So uh, Phoenix or Arizona's in my bad books right now, and, and yeah. I'm going to ride L.A. for that one. Yeah, you and I both. I mean, it was just we were so pissed off with that, uh, no question. Um, very unfortunate. And uh, you and I were pretty damn angry with that Arizona team, as we should be. Yeah, Stan Lynch in the chat saying, sounds like uh, Ian lost some money with Arizona. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> what gave it away? Uh, Stan, what gave it away? You can tell I was a little upset, hot and bothered by that for sure. Uh, Edmonton, Vancouver. We've got Edmonton minus 190, road favorites, total six. I'm keeping this simple. This is a first period puck line for Vancouver for Edmonton and a full game puck line for Edmonton. They've also got Vancouver coming off the long road trip as well. Not much downtime. Uh, Saturday to Monday, Vancouver's in a world of hurt physically, mentally, emotionally. The Vertanen thing now that he's been charged with a sexual misconduct. Uh, as well, and and obviously on a leave of absence from the team. I mean, it's just one bad, miserable thing after another to this poor Canucks team. They can't get out of their own way. Uh, they're losing left and right. Edmonton, to me, I just don't see a whole lot left in this Canucks team uh, at the moment. So Edmonton's probably going to uh, probably uh, have a good time of it uh, against the uh, Canucks, especially if they come focused, which they should. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Edmonton, Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver is pretty much fade city at this point. I'll be on Edmonton puck line. I'll be on Edmonton team total. Uh, if you if you can find an alternate puck line, maybe laying two and a half with Edmonton, that might be worth taking a shot as well. I just don't see where Vancouver has. Uh, and they've got a lot of games left. They've got 11 games uh, left. I doubt they'll be able to play all of them. I, I would be shocked if some of those games, especially against a, a team like Ottawa, might end up just getting scrapped if they want to get the, the playoff started on time with all four divisions. So uh, that's to be something to keep an eye on. But uh, there's no way I'm going to be back in Vancouver the rest of the season. They're going to make some overhauls uh, in the offseason. It's just been a, a absolutely disappointing uh, it's year for the Canucks uh, ever since they lost in the postseason. It just that things haven't got off well for them. But Edmonton's rolling hot right now, and uh, that's the only way I'd be looking for. If they get, if the NHL forces Vancouver, like let's say Vancouver loses four or five more in a row, and they've got six games left or so, and the NHL, especially some of those against Ottawa, and the NHL forces Vancouver to play out the rest of the string, the rest of the schedule. Shame on them. They should do. They should step in and do something. This is absolute bullshit and nonsense. If they force this team that's way out of the playoffs, that's gone through so much physically, mentally, uh, off the ice, on the ice, to play out their schedule when there's nothing at all left to play for. They got to step in and no. and make sure that doesn't happen if we get to that point in Vancouver. And, and I'll tell you something: if, if they do, we might see some of the craziest lines that you've ever seen. We could even see Ottawa, as bad as they are, be a minus three hundred, minus four hundred favorite uh, because Vancouver is just not going to give a shit at that point. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that would be uh, that would be an eye opener. Ottawa favored over above significantly over anybody, but that might be where the Canucks end up. Devin, what do you think here? Edmonton, Vancouver. I'm with you guys on this one. I like uh, Edmonton minus one and a half. This Vancouver team looks to. Uh, I watched bits and pieces of the Leafs Vancouver, and they look like they're just depleted, like they have nothing left to give. Uh, Edmonton's in the complete opposite direction. They're catching fire at the right time. I think they're going to be a a team to mess with here in, in the playoffs. I mean, you can never count uh, McDavid and Drysaddle out. They're two of the most prolific. Um, goal scorers and players in the league right now. So I think they're, Edmonton's going to continue on that upward spiral, and uh, I look for them to go into Vancouver and just lay a beating on them. Yeah, it's, it's, it, seem, it seems obvious, which sometimes isn't always a good thing. When the, it's the obvious uh, opinion and, and, and a bet here is Edmonton, but uh, it's hard to make a case for Vancouver with all that's going on with them. Final game here of this Monday slate, Colorado-San Jose, Colorado minus 245, Road favorites, total six here. Uh, we'll see who's in net for both of these teams. Uh, Martin Jones and Yosef uh, Kozinash have been going back and forth for the Sharks in net. I think it'll be Grubauer for Colorado after he was rested last night. Um, so we'll see. I mean, Colorado first period puck line may be of interest to me uh, in this one. Uh, total, I'm not sure. I'd want to know who's in net for San Jose in particular. Uh, just an initial lean there. Uh, initial thoughts for you, Alex, Colorado, San Jose. Yeah, I got burned with this first period total last night. Uh, it ended up being scoreless. And then, of course, you see the 4-3 final. Uh, so the goals came late. So maybe you find a better price with an adjusted total uh, in-game. That that might be the only thing I would be looking at. But I want nothing pregame with either one of these teams. Obviously, San Jose is out, far outside chance uh, of reaching that postseason spot. Uh, and Colorado is still trying to play, hopefully, to grab that division title. San Jose hasn't completely rolled over. Like they made it interesting. They pulled it within four, three last night uh, against Colorado. So I, I am seeing effort from the Sharks. You look for these teams, effort versus not much effort for these teams, not going anywhere, not making the playoffs. San Jose hasn't completely rolled over yet uh, in recent games with their effort level. And of course they beat Arizona much to deeds. And I were, 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 were pissed off thoroughly that uh, San Jose beat Arizona twice last week, but it's proof that San Jose is not completely rolling over this season. Uh, Devin, what do you think here with the sharks and the abs? I like Colorado in this one. I, I think they're the far superior team up and down the lineup on paper everywhere. I think they win this one. Uh, Colorado reminds me a lot of a, a Toronto Maple Leafs team from two, three years ago. Um, you know, so such a good team, so skilled, so fun to watch. Uh, but I think like Toronto, they're going to have a little bit of growing pains when it comes to uh, to playoffs. You look at the, the, this division, you got Vegas, you got St. Louis, you got Minnesota, you got Colorado. That's going to be tough to come out of there. Whoever comes out of there come come playoff time. I mean, they're going to be beat, beat up by the, the third round of playoffs. So uh, I, I do like Colorado in this game, but I, I think in playoffs, um, I don't think they're going to do as well as a lot of people think. I, I think it's going to be the old cliche that you need to lose to win with, with these guys. And I think they're going to lose... You know, they, it might even be a, a first-round exit for Colorado this year come playoff time, but I, I think the losing is going to really benefit them, uh, you know, in, in the long term, which which sounds strange, but but it's just a way of sports, and, and a lot of these young guys need to learn what it takes to win to, to actually be able to win. So, Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Colorado's had some tough playoff uh, exits. La- last year, the playoff exit for Colorado, that was all injury-related. Defense banged up lose both of your starting goal, your top two goalies, Francois, Pavel Francois and uh, 
Philip Grubauer got hurt. You're down to Michael Hutchinson. And that was essentially where the series was lost uh, against the Dallas Stars last year. Uh, but Colorado, you know, you learn some pain. You feel some pain. You go through the agony of defeat. And sometimes that makes you stronger for sure uh, in the long run. Great analysis from our special guest deeds as always. And of course, Alex B. Smith uh, with us as well. We got through the Monday card again. Alex isn't on tomorrow's show. So we wanted to get his Monday thoughts today. Uh, before we get to best bets, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. Uh, great time of year with NHL and NBA and Major League Baseball every day. Uh, lots to uh, get you involved with DraftKings. When you uh, sign up for an account, you'll get a deposit bonus. There's weekly specials, weekly incentives. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. It is time for best bets. We'll start with Alex B. Smith. Um, obviously, for today it could be today's game, Tampa, Detroit. It could be anything from tomorrow. Uh, what would you go with for best bet? Yeah, nothing. Well, nothing with the, uh, today's game. If, if anything, it, it would more than likely be Washington uh, laying a dollar fifteen, dollar twenty. You can grab that right now. I'm, I'm going to actually be betting uh, my games, and I'll, I'll post my card on Twitter uh, sometime this afternoon because I won't be around tomorrow. So, uh, but Washington will be my best bet for the for show purposes. I really like that spot. Uh, like I said, just think the Rangers are kind of cashed out, and it's uh, still points a premium for the Capitals. All right, there you go. Washington Capitals, a short road favorite for Alex B. Smith with his best bet. Uh, Deeds, best bet, what do you got for us? I'm with Alex on this one. I was just looking up and down the, the line of the games. There are so many there, and my memory is not what it used to be. So um, I, I like uh, I like Washington in this one, too. I think they're a team that, that has a premium on the points. They need the points. Uh, New York doesn't have anything to play for. Uh, guys that you know are pretty big pieces of the puzzle in New York are out of the lineup. So I like Washington to win this game, and I like the value um, of a team like Washington right now. I mean, uh, they're getting pretty good odds. So if you can maybe even lay some money on it today and, and get the extra good odds, I'd uh, I'd definitely look into doing that. Yeah, this might be one of those sides where if you like Washington, bet it today. Don't wait till tomorrow. The price may not be as good. So I would I would agree with that wholeheartedly. So uh, Devin liking uh, the Washington side as well for his best bet against the New York Rangers. That's on Monday, uh, uh, not today. So Monday's card, Washington against the New York Rangers. Washington minus 120 for Deeds with his best bet. Uh, I'm actually going to give you a best bet from today's game, the lone game Tampa-Detroit, because I'll be on with Jimmy Murphy tomorrow on the Monday edition of the Ice Guys, and we'll break down the Monday card in full with me and him. Uh, today, I'm going to give you Tampa Bay, first period puck line, minus a half goal, plus 100. Again, coming out strong after losing to the Red Wings yesterday. They still controlled the play. I think they have a good first period and take the lead into the first intermission. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay, minus a half goal, plus 100 in the first period against Detroit. Uh, that'll be my best bet. That'll wrap up this show. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks to Alex B. Smith. Thanks to our special guest, Devin Didiomedi Deeds, uh, for joining us once again. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. A reminder, we are on YouTube live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, you can find it on all those uh, apps. For Devin Didiomedi, for Alex B. Smith, Ian Cameron, have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.